For Beyond Profit, a podcast of the ANA Center for Brand Purpose, I'm Ken Beaulieu. Lions and tigers and sharks, oh my. There are more than 200 zoos and aquariums in the U.S. In each year, they attract 195 million visitors, more than the NFL, NBA, NHL, and Major League Baseball combined. Zoos and aquariums not only offer brands a fresh way to reach families, they also support causes important to their customers. And yet, these untraditional marketing venues have largely been overlooked until now. Thanks to the work of the Alliance Group and its cunning CEO, Mark Giovino, brands are maximizing partnership opportunities with zoos and aquariums, which help fund critical conservation and educational efforts. Mark joins me to discuss this burgeoning marketing opportunity and the benefits to brands seeking to be a force for good and a force for growth. Mark, welcome to Beyond Profit. Thanks for having me, Ken. So I just, I love the name of your company. And for our listeners, Alliance is spelled A-L-L-I-O-N-C-E. So Mark, tell me about how the Alliance Group came about and what on earth drew you to working with zoos and aquariums? It's a good question. It's been a fun journey and a long winding road to get here. The inspiration for Alliance happened back in 2014 when my son was born. At the time, I was running global sponsorships for AS Roma, a professional soccer team out of Rome, Italy. I was based in Boston, so I was not in, in Rome, but I was based in Boston with ownership group. And every six or eight weeks or so, traveling for weeks at a time, not ideal when you have a little one at home. I saw in that role, I saw firsthand how cluttered and mature the sports market really was. What's important to know is prior to that role, I was a I was a partner at a specialized college marketing agency where we connected brands to college students on campuses across the country. We had quite a bit of success in that market. And as an example, we helped Microsoft launch Windows 8 on 500 campuses. As I was considering my transition plan out of pro soccer, that college experience really influenced a question at hand that piqued my curiosity. And as a new dad, where do brands go in the U.S. to reach families? And my aha moment was when I learned that zoos and aquariums represented, at the time, 180 million annual visits, and today now 195 million, which is more than all four major sports leagues combined. It blew me away after doing some more research and initial discovery. I was surprised to find that there was no one really serving the market or offering any kind of efficiencies to aggregate the space on, on the behalf of brands. In your mind, what's taken brands so long to, to realize the potential of targeting consumers through brands and uh, through zoos and aquariums? Yeah, I think the primary reason is, is really the very reason I started the agency. It's, a, it's very much a fragmented market. No centralized resource for connecting brands with this audience at, at scale. And many zoos and aquariums don't have anyone dedicated to creating these type of partnerships or sponsorships. And those that, that do really struggle to activate or attract national brands because it's activating in one market is, is not necessarily relevant to them. And to your point, until now, over the last you know three, four years, it, it really hasn't been possible to consider running a national campaign in this market. And, and I would position zoos and aquariums very much as a challenger market, if you will as compared to other more traditional venues. And, and as a challenger brand, it often takes longer, you know, to generate that, that level of interest. And, you know, as more and more brands, you know, really start, have started to recognize the, the potential in this market, 
you know, the best testaments over the last six to 12 months, I think we're really at this inflection point where there's been a lot of organic growth with the brands that have recognized it and they're continuing to grow and lean into the partnerships and scale and do so quickly, both vertically and horizontally. What I mean by that is going deeper within their respective markets, but also wider uh, to new markets, um, even beyond. So tell me about the advantages that zoos and aquariums have over, let's say, music and sports venues. The first I'd, I'd point to is scale. You know, accredited zoos and aquariums, you know, again, see, you know, almost 200 million visits a year. Not only is it all more than all four major sports leagues, it's more than twice as much as all the musical festivals and musical acts, you know, here in the U.S. The second is very much about the audience. The experience at a zoo or aquarium is really one the whole family enjoys, and they do it together. A lot of research we've seen, there's been an interesting shift in how families make decisions. This democratization of the family decision-making process is really now done as a group. It's no longer just mom or dad. And for better or worse, it offers an incredible advantage for brands to really engage with this collective decision-making unit when they're all together. And to really underscore the finer point here, these families are very much uniquely in the moment and dialed into their experiences together, which I often highlight that that's a sacred ground. And with that comes incredible responsibility to engage in that moment in the right way. Third, I'd point to, you know, some, you know, it's really a new and fresh, you know, opportunity for brands because the families that I just, uh, just highlighted are the center of their experience it's very different than, than sports and music where, you know, as a fan, you're watching someone else on the field of play. Or in the case of music, you're literally watching someone else on the center stage of life. And we know millennials, and I think it's, it, this transcends any generation for that matter, you know, but millennials certainly are more interested in being the center of the experience. And it's especially true when it comes to our children. And, and that's exactly what the, the experience, you know, at your local zoo aquarium offers, you know, which lends itself, you know, as an advantage to a much stronger engagement opportunity for, for these brands. And if I could add a fourth, I think this market is, is really very much mission-driven or purpose-driven, aligning with their core mission, really grounded in sustainability and environmental conservation. And I think that's a, a critical one and very important. Yeah, it's something I definitely want to touch on you know, a little later. Talk a little bit about some of the cool ways that Alliance is partnering with brands. And I, and I am curious, are the promotions sort of subtle in the background or are they a little more in your face? Just curious. I'll start with the latter. It, it's, I think it needs to be ingrained into the visitor experience. And that's really what we're after and what we'll start with is how do we identify opportunities where brands can enhance that experience? It could be a certain event or an activity, you know, in the case, you know, we've done some work with Mondelez and, and, and Teddy Grants. So as a specific example, their positioning is really around wholesome education and discovery. So we, as, as somewhat of a tactical measure, we designed and created a scavenger hunt that allowed families together to learn more about the animals and the exhibits all around the zoo. There's oftentimes, you know, educational facts or did you know type signage or games to, you know, in that same spirit, learn more about the animal. You know, some things that otherwise would not have been possible. So it's an important distinction you make and important for us. We really start with a brand-centric approach and then we map it back to that consumer journey in and around all of the touch points around zoos and aquariums. We're in some pretty interesting discussions now for 
2020 and 2021, specifically around some brand initiatives in health and wellness programming. If you think about things like Run Wild Family 5Ks that are going on at zoos across the country, a lot of fitness programming, enrichment, you know, animal enrichment, which is defined as not only diet and nutrition for the animals, but also, you know, physical enrichment and this interesting ways to connect back to respective brands, when and where that makes sense in, in health and wellness. We have lots of planning going on now for next year, specifically around seasonality in the market. A couple of good examples that come to mind, coming back to the conservation undertone for a minute, is, is Earth Day or Endangered Species Day, perhaps back to school for July and August. And oftentimes, we're asked about that seasonality specifically, and as counterintuitive as, as it is, there's some impressive shoulder programming, both in October, really to the end of the year. Most of you run what's called Boo at the Zoo, kind of a safe haven trick-or-treating. And then something I learned about, you know, in the early days of starting this, is, is it's called Holiday Lights or Zoo Lights. And, and a lot of brands, a lot of retail brands, quite frankly, are, are interested because of the timing. But because what these zoos really do is they transform themselves into this magical winter wonderland. And it's outside of the traditional hours of being at the zoo. Naturally, it's at nighttime, you know, with all of these impressive lights. If I could offer one more one more example, we recently ran a consumer promotion for, for Nature Valley. Nature Valley is a, a General Mills brand. The overarching goal was to encourage families to spend more time together in nature. So what a natural place to be, you know, with zoos. We combined some brand insights with some venue insights, and we landed on a concept and a campaign to promote Family Fridays, where guests were encouraged to bring in an unopened granola bar to the local zoo on Fridays in the summer, and they would receive a free child's admission. All of the granola bars that we collected were then donated to a local food bank, and we were blown away with the results. So those are a couple of specific examples, you know, along with some you know, higher-level ideals we, we speak to. Well, that's, that's terrific. A lot of creative thinking there. Just curious, how uh, has the reaction been from, from families, the visitors of the, of the parks? I think that example with Nature Valley does a, does a nice job answering that question. I mean, we were, I think it was more than 3x what our forecast was as far as the redemptions, and that's only one example. But there's a, there's a large appetite. I think, you know, I have my own small focus group at home. I alluded in the, in the intro, you know, my son being born. I have two little ones, so we visit zoos and aquariums quite a bit, but, you know, we've also done some some customer focus groups. There's a, there's a big appetite in and around their zoo experience because depending on the property, depending on the market, there may be a gap or, you know, a two, three, four-minute walk from one exhibit to the next. And the intersection point and the, and the right way for a brand to resonate and participate in this market is to do, as I mentioned a couple of minutes ago, is to enhance the visitor experience. So it's not about selling their brand. It's not about being commercial. But when you do that, that's when the brand really wins in the end because these consumers, these guests, these families – enjoy that moment. And if you're giving them new moments or new reasons or new things to enjoy together, that really resonates. And, and we've heard that directly, not only from the zoos and aquariums, but from, you know, from these consumers as well, from these guests. I'm hoping you can expand on this whole, you know, the brands are winning. What benefits do brands get from engaging with zoos and aquariums? The first one I'd point to is efficiency for reaching this coveted family demographic when they're all together. And, and with that comes a, a very strong share of voice because it's such an underutilized market. You know, our brand partners are competing with that same cluttered environment found at, found at other venues. Second, I, I talk about the ability to insert yourself as a brand into a moment that fosters bringing families together and offering, you know, again, to enhance that, that experience. Now, 
imagine the loyalty that comes from a brand playing a part and encouraging a family to enjoy that uninterrupted time together, you know, possibly creating these lifetime memories. That's a powerful opportunity in ones where brands can, can win. And there's nothing easy about it, but as long as you align insights both on the brand side and the venue side, we can get to that. And then and then third, I'd point to the strong purpose. Wherever you go, conferences and thought leaders, everyone is talking about not only brand purpose, but what do you stand for and, and the shared mission around supporting the environment. You know, we've seen a lot of news recently and it's been been very much welcome and very refreshing where a lot of companies are considering the environment actually as one of their stakeholders. It's no longer just speaking to the shareholders. There's a number of stakeholders within their within their ecosystem. And I think that's important. I think that's that's an important benefit to align that brands can align with. So do you feel that the fact that zoos and aquariums are, you know, major funders of conservation efforts and preserve endangered species, et cetera, um, is that fact often overlooked by brands? Absolutely. Most marketers, and I think consumers alike, I think it, it's both brand marketers, consumers in general, and the ones we speak to, they're surprised to learn that collectively zoos and aquariums contribute $1 billion every five years directly to field conservation. This 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 contributes to the long-term survival of species, you know, in their natural ecosystems and habitats. And when I talk about field conservation, what I mean is field work, species recovery, veterinary care, education, grants, fundraising, and, and even sending biologists or researchers and conservationists around the world, not just locally or regionally, you know, to study these animals in their natural habitats. And there's many instances where zoos and aquariums are credited with directly saving animals from extinction. The two most well-documented are, you know, the American buffalo and the California condor. And although those are well-documented and older examples, you know, present day. There's many more examples of, of just that. And I think brands are in a really interesting position to not only support conservation, because any sponsorship of these zoos and aquariums goes directly to that mission, but they're also in a unique position to leverage their own networks, whether it's their distribution channels, their customers, to evangelize and promote this, this conservation story. So I think it's it's universal in the approach, and, and yes, it's certainly overlooked, but I think there's an incredible opportunity there as well. So just building a, a little bit, you know, it's, I'm sure as you're well aware, uh, younger consumers want to align with brands that share their values, like supporting wildlife conservation. I would assume this, this is another huge reason to partner with zoos and aquariums. Yeah, absolutely. It's consumers today. I mean, we all, I think, expect more from brands. And we, I think there's a certain belief that now more than ever, brands have the power to make the world better and should be doing that. And brand actions and more so their partnerships really do influence purchase decisions. Nine, I, I, this is an interesting statistic and an important one. Nine out of 10 people feel better about a brand if they focus on an environmental or social cause. That's a powerful statistic, and I think speaks directly to, to your point about supporting wildlife conservation. And I think it brings the discussion around this mission really full circle. It starts with a commitment by the venues. These zoos and aquariums, that's their mission. The interesting goal for a lot of these zoos and aquariums is to educate, to inspire, but oftentimes for the families and guests to leave their experience a little bit more aware of the work being done and to become advocates or even leave as, you know, potentially beginner conservationists. And studies show that guests who visit zoos and aquariums 
they go to visit to, to spend time with the family, you know, to entertain and educate their kids. They like the zoos and aquariums, and they appreciate the zoos and aquariums because the underlying motivator is is that commitment to conservation efforts. And, and I think that's why it's such a compelling place for brands to, to reach those families because the support goes very deep. It's not just the consumers. It's not just the venues. It's really the collective, you know, that really is important to everyone in, in, in this market and from all sides, really. So lastly, Mark, what lessons have you personally learn from, you know, your work with zoos and aquariums that keep you energized every day? I would say that disruption takes time. I, I think disruption is the new marketing buzzword. Everyone's talking about it. I think it's a bold mission that we're undertaking at the Alliance Group is to disrupt the sponsorship landscape. But the very definition of the word implies, you know, disruption. It's immediate. But there's nothing short-term or easy about it. You know, we all hear stories of successes in many different ways, in our own personal lives, professional lives. But what's often overlooked is the unseen hours behind it to build the foundation. You know, when you hear the success, it, it feels immediate. But I think, you know, for, for me, the, the, the lesson has been, you know, it, it takes time, you know, to, to bring attention to this market, to, to, you know, facilitate change. The other thing I'd point to is the bold and the risk takers are very much the minority. Now, that's not a surprising belief or a lesson, I should say. I think what I've learned from a lot of our discussions, both with zoos and aquariums, but perhaps more so with, with a lot of these brand marketers that, that are interested in the space is we all like to think of ourselves as, as, as we're bold or risk takers, but when it comes time to make the decision, I've really been surprised to find how often the safe play wins. I've found it interesting that some brands will dedicate a percentage of their budget to new things. It almost forces the conversation, which essentially maps to understanding that that bias, that that subconscious bias, that conscious bias. You know, I, I, the last few things I'd point to maybe are less so lessons, but but maybe more so observations. I anticipated when we began our work in this market that there's a strong value proposition around supporting conservation. And we've spoken to that, you know, quite a bit. All signals were pointing in this direction around sustainability. And as I talked at the beginning, this was much more opportunistic, you know, for me personally. And as we built this business and had success, it's been an interesting journey to this place. And at the heart of my personal inspiration, you know, I really was expecting or, or maybe more so hoping to make a difference for our brand partners, you know, connecting them with these families when they're together. What I didn't realize, and I only recently learned, came from a recent survey that asked visitors, what is the number one reason you visit the zoo or aquarium? And it was not to see the animals. It was not to go to the exhibits. It was not about the underlying conservation mission. All these things are certainly important. But by a factor of almost three to one, the number one reason why people visit the zoo and aquarium was to spend uninterrupted time together with their family. And you've heard me allude to that a couple of times, so that might not be surprising within the context of this conversation. But I think knowing how chaotic life can get and how many things are competing for our attention, these family moments are, are really are precious and at the same time fleeting. And I think unless you experience this in some form directly, it, it's hard to truly appreciate, you know, the energy you can offer and you know, this really is what, what inspires me and, 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 and gets me excited to 
you know, continue down this path to try to transform the way we think about sponsorship because it's, it is about family and we put the family at the center of everything we do. And I say we, what I really mean is, is the issues and aquariums in this market. Couldn't agree with you more. He's Mark Giovino, CEO of the Alliance Group. Mark, thank you so much for joining me today on Beyond Profit. Thanks, Ken. To learn more about Mark's company, visit www.alliancegroup.com. That's www.alliancegroup.com. Until next time, thanks for listening.